Well, hi there, dear friend, and thank you for tuning in, and welcome to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. This is the program where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. You're listening to Hugh Heenan, who is uh, broadcasting uh, to you here live on air on Faith FM, your positively different uh, radio station, Uh, one of the... Uh, bigger uh, Christian radio stations in Australia. I think we're now the second largest Christian radio station by reach right across Australia. Uh, and it's a wonderful thing to be able to share good news in a bad news world. That's what Christian radio is all about. And uh, today I'm broadcasting to you here live on Drive Time Big Q&A uh, out of Adelaide, the beautiful city of Adelaide here in South Australia. Uh, this week so far, we've been looking at, like I said at the start, you know, all the big hitting topics and um, the big hitting topic for this week uh, has been centered around really a question and the question has been this contemporary Israel and ancient prophecies is there a link and as you can understand dear listeners in light of what's been happening in the world around us at the moment in the contemporary age in which we're living we are seeing a great deal of conflict uh, uh, between various parties right there in the Middle East you could talk about uh, Hamas and uh, Hezbollah and Fatah Uh, you can also talk about of course uh, Israel and its part in all of this as well Uh, it just seems like one one uh, issue leads to another. Uh, one conflagration leads to another assault. Uh, it is uh, a terrible time uh, to be living in the Middle East and for the rest of us to be looking on and really hoping and praying for peace. Uh, and yet at the same time, we know that uh, uh, you know, justice uh, needs to to occur where those have uh, committed uh, various crimes against humanity, but at the same time uh, that there needs to be a, a path by which we're able to uh, to reach uh, peace uh, there uh, in the Middle East. Uh, and so we all pray and we all hope for this. Uh, it really is a flashpoint of the world today. And so, therefore, the question we're looking at today of contemporary Israel and ancient prophecies, is there a link? In fact, we've looked at it all this week, uh, is particularly relevant uh, to what is happening uh, in and around Israel at this time. So far this week, uh, dear listener, we've been looking at uh, various questions that relate to this overall question, and that is on Monday we've looked at what makes a person a biblical Israelite. Interesting question. Tuesday we looked at the question of was God's purpose for Israel irrevocable? And then uh, on Wednesday, who has inherited the promises to Israel today? Now, uh, in this broadcast, in this program, uh, we'll be talking about will the temple in Jerusalem be rebuilt? Fascinating question, one that is actually in the minds of a good number of, uh, of Christians as well as Jews and, uh, and, uh, and others uh, that are fascinated by this particular question. It relates quite neatly to the question of contemporary Israel and ancient prophecies and the link between the two. Well, it's a wonderful thing to be able to welcome into the studio uh, with me today my good friend and uh, my co-host for this program, uh, and that is Fabiano Nianhuru. Welcome to the program, Fabiano. So wonderful to have you with us today. 
Thank you, uh, Pastor Hugh. It truly is a blessing to be here, and um, uh, it's, it's, it's a blessed opportunity to be able to share with those who are listening uh, across the airwaves, across the country. And um, uh, yeah, uh, this is the best place to be, I believe. Uh, Faith FM, positively different mm. in a time of uncertainty Indeed. and uh, uh, world. Uh, uh, issues and, 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 um, threats of war, uh, all around us. But, um, I do believe that if we should be anywhere, it, sh- it should be on Faith FM. Mm, it is the place <laughs> Listen- to be. That, that is for sure. <laughs> Listening uh, to what God has to say through His Word as we share it. Mm. Mm, particularly, you know, needing, uh, to be able to, uh, really dig deep into, uh, faith because we need faith. Correct. In a time like this, don't mm, we? And uh, as we've rightly noted, uh, it is a great time of uncertainty there in the Middle East in particular. Yes, uh, and people of faith uh, really do need uh, some solace, some comfort at this time. Yeah. Uh, but everyone needs faith uh, in times of uncertainty. Well, we have <clears throat> in talking about this question of contemporary Israel and ancient prophecies, we have a free giveaway to share with our listeners uh, this week, and you'll hear this uh, at various intervals, uh, not just during the week, but in this program as well. Uh, and the free giveaway is chosen. Yeah, when you think about God's people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you think about that word chosen, don't you? Yeah, but that's correct. not all because the title goes on. It says chosen by grace. Yeah, chosen by grace. Beautiful book, uh, written by Stuart Tyner. Uh, that book, chosen by grace can be yours uh, just simply by texting us uh, on our number here at Faith FM uh, and doing so uh, in such a way that you include uh, our code. Uh, so there's a special code that we want you to text in to us uh, and that code is SA140. That's SA140. Uh, and uh, where we'd like you to, to text that is to our number uh, and that's uh, 1-800-444-444. One at one. Let, let's just uh, confirm that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's normally up here on the screen in front of me, but for some reason it has dropped away. Ah, I see. Yeah, interesting. So uh, we might have to come back to that. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, stay tuned because we have a lovely song to share with you just now. It is called Redeemer of Israel. And, and, and the number for those who are uh, interested once again is zero four triple eight. Eight or eight eleven. Very good. Thank you, Fabiano. Uh, yes, yeah, certainly do text us into that number. That number again, Fabiano. Zero four triple eight. Eight or eight eleven. And uh, as you do text in, text in our special code SA one forty, and uh, you will receive that wonderful book chosen by Grace. But right here and now, we have a Redeemer, and He is the Redeemer of Israel.
possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And we're very thankful for the support of Adventist World Radio here at uh, Faith FM, which is your positively different radio, Christian radio station uh, right across Australia. And we're live here at Drive Time Big Q&A, where we are asking the big questions in matters of faith, contemporary religion, the Bible, God, and prophecy. Uh, we're asking all the big questions. This week, we are looking at the question, and we've just uh, noted it before, contemporary Israel and ancient prophecies. Is there a link? And very uh, uh, timely to look at such a question in light of what's happening in Israel, in Palestine, in the surrounding region uh, there. And, you know, that song we just heard, There is a Redeemer, a Redeemer of Israel, but also a Redeemer of anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord. It doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, what your ethnic background is, uh, or what uh, what previously you may have uh, considered to be uh, uh, the worldview through which you saw things. Uh, God, when we call upon his name, <clears throat> he is able to redeem. He can take what was and he can make it better. And uh, we certainly pray and hope for that in the case of Israel and of the conflict there in Gaza uh, as well. In fact, I wonder perhaps, uh, listeners, if you'd like to just bow uh, your heads with me and pray with us at this moment for the good people of that region. Uh, and uh, furthermore, uh, not to close your eyes while you drive, but still join us in prayer. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much that we can look at important questions like this, questions that look at the contemporary nature of things, but also in light of the unchanging promises and plans and prophecies you have for our future uh, and uh, that you have in mind for us your hopes, dreams, and aspirations for all of humanity, everyone across the face of the earth. You want no one to be lost, but all to be saved. And we want to thank you, dear Father, that uh, this is true for people of all backgrounds, 
every ethnicity, every tribe, nation, language, and people. And, and so, Father, regardless of whether we're talking today about Israelis or whether we're talking about Pal- Palestinians or whether we're talking about others in that region or anywhere else in the world for that matter as well or closer to home here in Australia, we pray, Father, for peace, not just external peace but peace of heart, peace of mind. Mm that comes from the living presence of your spirit and a relationship with you. Lord, we love you. We can't wait to hear what you have to share with us today through your word and through what uh, Fabiana is going to share with us from your word today uh, that we pray will bring us hope in troubled times. So, Father, thank you so much for hearing our prayer. We pray all these things for all the people of earth, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, uh, as promised, we're looking at the big questions today, but something else that we do uh, here on Drive Time Big Q&A is we look at what's happening in the uh, in the religious world, in the, in the uh, social climes of the time, uh, and uh, I couldn't help but notice, Fabiano, that uh, the, the news articles are all awash, all aflame, you might say, with what's happening in Israel. Mm. Uh, indeed, uh, it doesn't matter whether you're talking about Al Jazeera or uh, Australian Financial Review or the Guardian, or for that matter, uh, uh, the Times of Israel or the Washington Post, it doesn't matter. They're all talking about yeah. much the same sort of thing, and Correct. that is what's happening in the Middle East right now, along with other news, of course, too. But this is really headline-breaking news, mm. uh, and it continues to be. Uh, and some of the headlines that, are, that relate to this topic today of what's happening in Israel uh, include uh, this one. It's very close to home. In fact, right here in Australia, uh-huh. uh, Prime Minister uh, Anthony Albanese has uh, announced a $50 million security boost for religious facilities as violence fears flare. Uh, and in fact, he's, he's done this uh, for all different types of religious schools, places of worship, uh, and uh, places of importance to various different religious communities uh, mm. in Australia. Uh, and uh, indeed, uh, if I can uh, just bring it up here, uh, this is uh, appearing in the Australian Financial Review. I'm just giving credit where credit's due. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> he's announced this uh, for uh, for uh, every different background and, and religion uh, that's represented here in Australia. So not only for Jews, not only for Muslims, but also for Christians and others uh, that uh, may become potentially targets uh, in this uh, very uncertain time, as, as uh, tensions have been stoked by, let's be let's be clear, atrocities and and, and brutalities that that have been occurring there uh, in the Middle East uh, at this time, uh, and you know, as uh, as he himself has said, the Prime Minister has said, every innocent life matters, whether it is Israeli or whether it is Palestinian. Uh, we all bleed red, uh, one might add to that. We all are children of God. Uh, so very important that we highlight that at this time. But but also along with that, uh, <clears throat> a bit further away from home, uh, we, we can note here that uh, King Charles has waded into this. He's stressed mm. the importance uh, just in the last four hours, this has uh, come to to note uh, to notice, and that is that he stressed the importance of understanding in religious faith and the importance of mutuality <clears throat> and uh, the ability to in the space to think and speak freely on matters of faith uh, and for there to be dialogue. Uh, likewise, also a, a different kind of story, and this is uh, just in the last twenty four hours, uh, but uh, this one caught my eye as well, mm-hmm. and that is that. Uh, Hate crimes against religious groups are on the rise. And this is true across the spectrum. 
Mm. So it's it's uh, not just uh, against one particular group or another, but right across the spectrum, we are seeing more hate crimes against religious groups than before. I don't say that to be inflammatory. I just want to state that as a statement of fact. Uh, this is actually coming out of a uh, an FBI report. So the FBI has reported this, uh, that uh, this has been true in the, the entirety of the last year, uh, in 2022. And of all the different groups, the two groups in the United States mm. that have faced the greatest uh, uh, amount of, uh, you know, inverted commas, hate crimes of any religious group have been Jews and Muslims. But it needs to be noted that of the two, uh, Jews have have suffered six times more and, and, and more than six times uh, the amount of hate crimes uh, against them than Muslims have in the United States, that is. Mm. Uh, and, and that sets a, a staggering statistic. Uh, but it's one which I think we need to take very seriously. Anti-Semitism is definitely on the rise. Now, I don't want to take away from, as soon as you say that, someone's going to say, what about the Palestinians? Yeah, but the correct. fact is, yes, Muslims are also facing this as well. Christians are also facing this right across mm. the spectrum um, from different sources. But the one that is facing it the most at this present time and throughout all of last year mm. were Jews. Let's just state it as a fact uh, because <laughs> it is a fact. Uh, and they far outnumber <clears throat> the other larger categories or large categories uh, of hate crimes against people of faith. Now, I'm not stating this as uh, Fabiano as a merely a statistic, yeah. but sad to say, uh, I can personally attest to this because, uh, you know, here in even in, in beautiful Adelaide, here in South Australia, I can't help but notice that not just, you know, online, that sort of thing, but in person, I have encountered anti-Semitism wow. on the rise here wow. in Adelaide mm. like never before. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, or in Australia. Now, I've yeah. encountered this at, at previous times whenever mm. these sorts of things flare up, <clears throat> but uh, I, I can't forget that in mm. shopping centers, uh, and in other social settings, I've encountered people who've been extremely anti-Semitic. Yes. Uh, and, uh, Violently and, and uh, in fact, to the point of being very vile about it as mm. well. Uh, I don't really want to uh, share what was being said, um, but uh, you know, I've been a party to try and calm the waters of people who've acted in this way uh, that I've encountered. Uh, and uh, I find that is, it that very, is very, very sad. sad yeah. It, yeah, it is very sad because mm. um, uh, we are living in times whereby um, it appears that uh, most uh, countries uh you know they they they're moving towards um you know democracy um state of peace uh focusing on uh uh progress but to see that um uh you know antisemitic um mm. uh, uh views and um opinions uh well maybe not opinions but but views and sentiments alive in the hearts of many is Worrying, really. I, I think mm. for me as a Christian, it, it goes back to the issue of the human heart because the Bible says that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Um, and really this for me, uh, points once again, uh, in an unequivocal manner that, uh, to the, to the fact that, um, we really need, uh, uh, a solution and that solution comes from outside of us and it comes from God. Um, mm. because I see that, um, left to our own devices, uh, we would pretty much, uh, capsize, uh, this, this earth. We, we would, um, uh, we will finish ourselves if that makes sense. Mm. It just seems like there's a virus. 
uh, that is more deadlier than than COVID uh, in the uh, hearts of uh, of many. Mm. Yeah, that's that's very sadly true, isn't it? Uh, yeah. And and hatred once it, and resentment once it gets uh, uh, deep roots, it, it is really difficult yeah. uh, at times to to remove or to yeah. uproot. Correct. Uh, and uh, the only thing which can really bring about change uh, is, like you've said, the God of peace, the God of love, uh, taking up residence where previously resentment and hatred once resided. Mm. Uh, now, I've got some good news. And because you know we've we've re, we've recounted all the terrible things that are going on around us, but we need to finish yeah. with some good news in, in the world's news, uh-huh. uh, and that is that uh, uh, I, I saw here an article in Al Jazeera, and Al Jazeera says here, "War knows no religion." Mm. I like that. Title. Yeah, that's a good title. Many people want to take advantage of religion uh-huh. uh, uh, when it comes to matters of politics, when it comes to matter of uh, geopolitical advantage, that sort of thing, and leverage. Uh, but war knows no religion, and indeed, it says here that uh, uh, there's a church in Gaza called the Church of Saint uh, Porphyrius, uh, and it's the oldest Christian church. In Gaza, uh, <laughs> and it's become a sanctuary for those uh, that are trying to get away from the conflict from all the different faiths. Mm. Doesn't matter who you are, yes. or where you've come from, or, or you know, even what you believe. Correct. You're, you're welcome. This is a place of shelter, mm-hmm. and that's really what the message of Jesus Christ is all about, isn't it? That's correct. Uh, and uh, and so it's become a place of shelter. Uh, and there's many stories in this article uh, about how much it has meant uh, to. Uh, to the people of Gaza, whether they're Christian, uh, Muslim, or or Jewish, or whatever uh, they might happen to be, uh, everyone is welcome there. Uh, now, of course, there's not too many uh, Jews and and uh, uh, Christians in uh, Gaza, but there are Christians in that place. Correct, and uh, they have provided shelter. Uh, to whomever wants to find shelter in that place. That is wonderful. And it, it really is uh, a place of solace, a place of comfort, a place of peace, a place of shelter. Mm. Uh, together as Palestinians, uh, as Muslims, as Christians, and anyone would be welcome, including uh, Jews as well, wow. uh, in that place. Now, of course, uh, they might not be popular at the yeah. moment in Gaza, <laughs> yes. uh, but uh, that being said, uh, the good news is that everyone is welcome home Mm. And it's God's house. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Yes, so good. wonderful. Great, great story there of hope in troubled times. Yes. All right, well, uh, just once again, uh, before we get into, the, uh, into what we're looking at today, today we're looking at uh, the question, uh, and that is uh, of the temple. What's going to happen there in Jerusalem in the future? Will the temple in Jerusalem be rebuilt? And that's a really <laughs> that's a interesting question. question you're going to be taking us Correct. through today, Fabian. I can't mm. wait to hear what you have to share with us. Uh, but just before you do, just a reminder that we do have a free giveaway, uh, and it is called Chosen by Grace. doesn't matter who you are. You can be chosen Amen. by grace, the Correct. grace of God through Jesus Christ. Yes. And the, uh, the number we want you to text our secret code word, not so secret now, is 04888880811. So that number again to text to is 04888880811. Uh, and what you're texting there is the code word SA140. SA140 to once again 04888880811. And that book, Chosen by Grace, can be yours because it doesn't matter who you are, you are welcome home uh, in God's house through Jesus. All right. Well, we're going to take a short uh, break with a wonderful song. Uh, and it is, in actual fact, all about uh, the wonderful promise that we have of heaven 
and of Jerusalem. Uh, and so it's featured, Jerusalem features uh, in this song, uh, and it is a uh, a song that you quite like too, I think, Fabiano. Okay. This is one of your favorites, isn't it? Uh, this is uh, by uh, Better Karma College. Yes, uh, yes, that a, is one of my favorites. It's yes. a great song. Let's let's tune in and listen to this one. Mm-hmm.
Well, welcome back to uh, Faith FM here at Drive Time Big Q&A. It's great to have you with us today as we're looking at the question of Jerusalem, the temple in Jerusalem. Will it be rebuilt? Uh, it's very interesting to look at that question in light of what's happening in contemporary Israel today and the conflict that's occurring there uh, in uh, in uh, uh, the area of Gaza and the surrounding area. Uh, and uh, uh, today I have with me on the program Fabiano. And Fabiano, you're going to be sharing with us on this question. And I think uh, like our listeners, uh, you're just as intrigued by this free offer we've got going. Uh, the free offer being, of course, uh, this book, Chosen by Grace, that anyone and everyone can be chosen by the grace of God. We can all be the chosen people of God by God's grace. Uh, and uh, uh, this book can be yours uh, by simply texting through the code word SA. <coughs> Uh, let me get this right now. SA64, is that right? Uh, no, I don't think that's right. Uh, SA, uh, sorry about that, folks. I'm going to get this right. SA140. Uh-huh. So SA140 uh, through to the number 04888811. So just text through SA140 to uh, 04888811. All right, well, <laughs> let's, uh, let's turn our attention towards. Uh, uh, towards uh, Fabiano, who's going to share with us on this question of uh, the temple in Jerusalem and the place of God's people. Yeah. Um, well, thank you, uh, Pastor Hugh, for um, for this uh, uh, privilege to be able to share on this uh, interesting subject. And uh, I do believe that um, a lot of people today, especially uh, those who... Um, believe that uh, the temple will be restored in Jerusalem. Um, those who are looking at Jerusalem as the place where the uh, new Jerusalem, which Christ is going to um, uh, construct or, uh, you know, going to pretty much uh, establish, uh, uh, is going to be, you know, be the, the location. Obviously, they're looking at what's happening in the Middle East and, um they uh, have mixed feelings, uh, or they are uh, uh, obviously uh, having a lot of questions in their minds. Uh, many people are pointing to the current nation of Israel as a fulfillment of the Old Testament promises. Uh, you know, we've seen that um, uh, ever since the uh, the state of Israel was recognized, I believe it was uh, was it 1948. That's correct. Yeah, um, a lot of people have fixed their eyes there, and um, personally, I do believe that. Um, um, that, uh, that was one of the, uh, uh, wonderful and, uh, uh, one of the, one of the things that needed to happen because obviously, mm. uh, we can go to, uh, the Bible and other ancient texts and we will find that that was their home. That was their home. And, uh, there's nothing like going back home. And, um, you know, um, regardless of, um, what one may think about, uh, a, uh, a foreign country and, you know, residing in a prosperous uh, modern country, but hey, home is always home, and so that was, I believe, one of the uh, wonderful things that uh, has a, uh, has happened uh, in the um, in the recent times. And so many Christians have uh, looked at that and have uh, looked at uh, other. Uh, developments such as the plans towards um, uh, the, the rebuilding of the temple, and they've looked at that with hope and with uh, great excitement, and they are waiting. And in fact, they they just can't wait to see the temple rebuilt. The question is, though, 
uh, should we be looking for another temple? Should should we wait for another temple to be rebuilt? I think that is really the question of which we want to tackle and uh, highly encourage, encourage those who are following to uh, come with us to the Bible. We want to get our answers from the Bible and um, in particular here we'll be starting from Romans chapter 11. Romans chapter 11, we'll, ha- we'll, we'll look at a number of texts there. Uh, we want to look at the chapter in context. We want to look at particular verses in context. And so really I would say that uh, if you're at home and if you're seated, uh, just keep your finger in Romans chapter 11 because we'll be coming back to that um, uh, often. And so this is very important. Now, before we talk about the uh, the rebuilding of the temple, we want to talk about the people themselves, the Jewish uh, people. Uh, you know, the uh, their, their, their salvation, uh, obviously, because what, what we're about to share here may come across to some as if um, uh, these people are no longer uh, able to uh, be saved. Or, uh, But I just want to reassure you that actually what we find in this chapter, it gives us hope, both whether you are a Jew or whether you are a Gentile or a non-Jew. <laughs> I'm one of those. Uh, and um, I believe that we find a message of hope, a message of encouragement and uh, salvation that is freely uh, given to all. So let's pick it up from Romans chapter 11, verse 1. And here in Romans uh, chapter 11, uh, verse 1, the Bible says, I say then, has God cast away his people? This is Paul talking and, and uh, he was teaching obviously and uh, he's wrestling with the question of Israel and, uh, their, um, uh, you know, their relationship with God at this stage, considering what had just happened in that, you know, uh, the Messiah was crucified and, uh, prophecy according to Daniel chapter nine, uh, uh Daniel eight, Daniel nine, uh, uh, you know, Shows or indicated that, uh, truly that, uh, you know, the Messiah will be rejected. Uh, and sadly, uh, the, uh, nation, uh, of Israel had, um, uh, in a sense, um, pretty much broke away from God. Uh, but Paul is wrestling with these questions and he says, you know, has God cast away his people? Even though they've made this mistake, hey, has he forgotten them? Uh, and then he says, certainly not. Right. For I also am an Israelite. He's identifying mm. with, uh, the, uh, physical Jews yes. because he's one. In fact, he was a rabbi. He was mm. uh, one of the elites, one of the scholars in the rabbinical school. Yeah. And so he says, Hey, I'm one of those. Right. So God has not, uh, cast away his people. He has not no. forsaken them. No. Uh, he says, I'm an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. He even knows where, uh, you know, where he came from, from, he, you know, his province. He, he can trace down his roots. And so Paul gives two reasons as to why the uh, Jewish people are not rejected by God. First and foremost, he says, you know, I'm an Israelite. I'm accepted by God. And others will be accepted by God as well. And so um, I believe that uh, as we continue, we'll find that um, uh, in verse 2 to 4, that he gives us more uh, explanation here. So let's read from verse 2 to 4. It says, God has not cast away his people whom he foreknew. Or do you not know uh, what the scripture says of Elijah? How he pleased with God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed your prophets and torn down your altars, and I alone am left, and they seek my life. So if we connect this to what had just happened, uh, 
you know, when the uh, nation of Israel um, uh, stoned uh, Stephen and uh, crucified the Messiah and, um, you know, did the unthinkable, unthinkable, <laughs> you know, he's giving us now here an imagery or a story of what had happened before in the past so we can better understand uh, uh, or put things in perspective. And so he says, well, think about Elijah in the times of Elijah. Uh, he says, you know, uh, he pleaded with God saying, look, look at what these people have done. You know, they have killed your prophets. They have torn down, down your altars. And I alone am left, right? As if he's saying, I'm the only one here, uh, who still fears your name. Uh, and he says, and they seek my life. Uh, verse four, but what does the divine response say to him? And here is the divine response. I have reserved for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. And so uh, in this uh, passage, we find that uh, first and foremost, uh, Paul argues by saying that, no, I'm one of the Jews. In fact, there were many others, such as Paul, such as John and James, all of them were Jews. And so truly, God has not forsaken his own. God has not forsaken his own. Indeed. And, and uh, furthermore, uh, he says, you know, just like we've seen back in the days of Elijah, how it seemed like, you know, the whole nation, everyone mm. had pretty much, you know, gone against God. In fact, we're persecuting the prophets of God. And Elijah was the only single person in the whole nation, you know, standing uh, 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 firm and faithful God who can see what we cannot see, God who understands more than we can understand, says actually there are many more who are also uh, remaining uh, steadfast and faithful to yes. me. And so um, we see therefore that uh, Paul related Elijah's experience to help us understand that, um, uh, that uh, even today, in the present time, there is still a remnant. Mm. Even in Israel today, or all across the world, where other um, scattered uh, children of Israel may be residing, there is still a remnant. Uh, and furthermore, we could say that uh, uh, Paul here helps us understand that uh, uh, God looks at the um, decisions of the individual, uh, yes, we could say that as a nation, definitely they made a big mistake, but God is still in the business of saving. And so the existing remnant consisted of the Jews who aligned themselves with Christ in Paul's day, along with the believing Gentiles to whom the church uh, to, to whom the church was ministering to and trying to win. Mm. And Paul himself was, uh, uh, one who was called to minister and to try to seek and seek to save the Gentiles. Mm. And so really the people of God, the remnant was, we could put it this way in simple terms, those who fear the name of God, mm. those who accept Christ as their Lord and Savior. Yeah. That is the remnant. And, and what was true back then, of course, Fabiano, is also very true today. Correct. Right here in Australia, I could name quite a few names. Right. Uh, of Jewish people I know who Wonderful. are very much Messianic Jews who say, yes. Yes, I follow Mashiach, I follow Jesus. Correct. Uh, yes. And uh, you know, in various different parts of the country, and uh, yes. you know, I've known them personally yes. uh, over the Wonderful. years and presently. So, yeah, yeah. so this is just as much true today as it was back then, right? Correct. Yeah, Correct. Absolutely. And th- th- this is uh, amazing. In fact, um, we will come to a verse where Paul 
helps, I mean, brings that uh, thought as well to the mm. forefront. Uh, let, let's come to verse 11. So we're just skipping a few verses here. Uh, verse 11 to verse 12, uh, which says, um, I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? Once again, he's uh, trying to uh, help us understand uh, the, uh, the, the, the status of the Israelites. Uh, he says, you know, have they stumbled that they should fall? Certainly not. But through their fall, to provoke them to jealousy, salvation has come to the Gentiles. So God is trying to find a way to kind of prop them and, mm. and, 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 and nudge them and say, you know what? Even them also whom you thought won't be, you know, a part of the, uh, 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 um, you know, the, the, uh, the children of God. Those, those whom you thought were, you know, uh, too, too far from God. Look, look, I'm bringing them. So hoping that they too could wake up and say, hey, we better get back in line, you know. And so Paul says here, let me read it again. I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? Certainly not. But through their fall, to provoke them to jealousy, salvation has come to the Gentiles. Now verse 12. Now if their fall is riches for the world and their failure riches for the Gentiles, how much more their fullness. Um, and so Jews who fell are not beyond recovery. Uh, in fact, since they did, they, since they did fall, God chose to let the Jews see how the blesses, uh, the blesses, how he blesses rather the Gentiles and thus use Gentiles to make the Jews jealous to win them back to himself. So therefore, or their laws, Cost them salvation, but their fullness, or in other words, we could say their salvation, will bring even more riches to the world. And this is very important for us to understand that, um, and this reminds me of the words of the Apostle Peter, that God is long-suffering, uh, wishing that no one will perish, but that all may come to repentance. And so this is God, once again, uh, wanting to provoke them to, uh, uh, to think once again, uh, and, uh, to reconsider that, hey, um, you know, you, you, the blessings were yours. And, um, uh, but don't play with these blessings. Don't play with salvation. Cause yes, I'm bringing in many others. Hey, but there is still room for you. And so they are not beyond recovery. This is really the, the point here. They were not and they are still not. And even future Israelites, I, will not be beyond uh, recovery. In fact, I will extend this and say to every single human being, uh, you are not beyond recovery. If you hear his voice, mm. you respond to God. I believe that is the best thing to do. And so coming back once again to Scripture, so we had just read up to verse 12. Let's come to verse 13 and 14. For I speak to you Gentiles. Now he's turning now to the Gentiles who are probably listening to him at this time. Inasmuch as I am an apostle to the Gentiles, I magnify my ministry. If by any means I may provoke to jealousy those who are my flesh, right? His own kind, the Israelites, right? And save some of them. And so he says, I've been given this task by the Lord to uh, win the Gentiles to God. But I'll do it in a way that hopefully I may provoke my own kind. So they may also... Uh, 
come back to God. And so his heart, though he's fulfilling God's task faithfully, his heart is still with his own people. Mm. Uh, and, Very you know, much so. yeah, yes. and, and, and this to me just reminds me, uh, of, uh, of our tasks as, uh, parents as well. Mm. Um, we may get busy in church life and do great and wonderful things, but what about the family? What about our own children? What about our spouses? What about those whom God has, um, uh, 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 you know, brought in contact with us? And here I'm, I'm thinking, obviously, our close relatives. Uh, 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 you know, what about them? What are we doing? It is well, it is good and it is uh, uh, a noble thing to even travel across the seas and try to seek and to save the lost ship. But let us not forget that our ministry must start home. In fact, even the apostles themselves, when they were given the command to conquer the world in Christ's name, they were told to start in Jerusalem and then go to Judea, Samaria, and then unto the ends of the world. And so it is very important that we understand the heart of Paul here, for he says uh, in verse 13, 14, for I speak to you Gentiles in as much as I'm an apostle to the Gentiles, I magnify my ministry if by any means... I may provoke to jealousy those who are my flesh and save some of them. And so really, Paul is offering an opportunity uh, for um, uh, his own people as well to be saved. In his ministry, he's doing this and that in order to provide an opportunity and to try to lead them back once again uh, to, uh, to, to God and to truth. And so this is very important uh, because in Hosea chapter 2.23, we find a metaphor, and Paul borrows this metaphor, by the way, uh, uh, which says, I, I will plant her for myself in the land. I will say to those called, not my people, you are my people. And Paul is, is borrowing this same imagery, this same metaphor to, uh, uh, in his ministry. He's using that and he's also using this in what he's speaking to the uh, Gentiles to say, you know, I will bring those who are not, who are called not my people. And, and they shall be called my people. And then Paul then is saying, hey, I'm doing this as well. So hopefully, by God's grace, um, my own people as well may be saved. Um, and so Paul is, once again, uh, looking at his people. And uh, he's thinking about uh, how he could, um, uh, you know, uh, bring them back into the fold. Now, before we come to the uh, subject of the temple, uh, it is important to understand that um, uh, in the uh, in the Old Testament, uh, the temple of God is the place that people went to worship. The temple of God was the center of their, uh, uh, not just of their worship, really of their life, because everything revolved around the temple. And so, when we talk about the temple, we need to understand that this is this goes beyond just. And infrastructure. This is the whole uh, system of worship and life that we are talking about. By which God is endeavouring to draw people to Himself. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And, and just just while we are on that, I think yes. it's probably important for us to note that you know this is not a fixation upon the Jews, mm-hmm. nor a fixation upon Gentiles. Yes. But rather, instead, it's it's in keeping with what the Apostle Paul talks about at the very outset of his his uh, letter to the Romans. Right. Yes. Uh, there in Romans one and verse sixteen, he says, "For I am not ashamed of the gospel. Mm. Is the because why? It's the yes. power of God." that brings salvation to who? Everyone. everyone right? To everyone correct. who believes. Yes. Yes. First to the Jew, then to the Gentile. And some people that read that and they true. say, oh, that's about supremacy. You know, <laughs> Jews have supremacy. Gentiles do not. No, it's about no. chronology. Correct. You know, it's, it's about, you know, well, yes, God spoke to, uh, in terms of nations, he spoke to the, through the Jews. Yes. Uh, and, of course, 
as you rightly pointed out, Paul was a Jew, mm. uh, and uh, and then of course to to others as well. But he wants everyone yes. uh, in his family. He wants everyone to be saved mm. uh, and none to be lost. And so yes. really, uh, the whole picture you've painted there of the uh, olive tree uh-huh. uh, and of people being grafted in, correct, um, into into Israel, yes, um, is a picture really of. All of God's children. Yes. You know, uh, mm-hmm. Finding a place mm-hmm. with God, right? Not just oh, yes. Jews, not just Gentiles, but everyone. That is very uh, true. Together, yeah. Yes. Um, and, and so I guess that's in keeping them with where we go to from here in terms of the, the temple. Really that's keen right. to hear what you're going to share with us about the temple. About what, the temple. What, yes. what part does the temple have yes. in this whole big question? Yes. Uh, before I go to the temple, I just want to read two verses. Sure. Just to make sure that people understand that salvation is available to all, uh, including uh, uh, um, Israelites today. And yes. this, this is verse 30 and verse 31, and then we'll go straight to the temple sure. uh, verse 30 and 31 says um, for as you were once disobedient to God yet have now obtained mercy through their disobedience their disobedience I should say uh, so he's talking he's talking to the Gentiles mm. even so these also the Israelites have now been disobedient that through the mercy shown you they also may obtain mercy um, and uh, notice that he uses the present tenses, uh, yet have now obtained mercy. So he's speaking about present time. And yes. I do believe that, uh, salvation both to Jews and Gentiles is today. Paul yes. in other places, he said, today is the day of salvation. Yeah, true. And so. And that's in keeping with verse five, isn't it? Where correct. he says, so too at the present time. At the present time. There is correct. a remnant chosen by grace. That's that title Amen. of that book again, by the yeah. way, isn't it? So just <laughs> by the way, folks, zero four, oh, I've got that number all mixed up again. What was it again? Zero four. Triple eight eight oh eight double one. So text us on zero four triple eight eight oh eight double one and the text text through to us the code word SA one forty and find out what it means to be chosen by grace and it's for everyone. Mm. Right. Okay, so coming back to the temple. Yes. Now the temple this is very important because obviously the question what's the question again once uh once again Pastor? uh, Um it's talking there about you know, will the temple in Jerusalem be rebuilt? What 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 should we expect in that space there? Thanks, Fabian. In the few minutes that we have, I want to kind of give a summary, a bigger picture first. Uh, so, for those who are not familiar with the uh, story of the temple, let me just tell you that, in simple words, that God, back in the old time, in ancient times, in the Old Testament, we can read about this in Exodus, I believe, 35, I believe. God told Moses, I want to be with my people. I want to dwell with my people. And so he gave him Amen. the instructions of the, uh, of the infrastructure known as the sanctuary, and various elements in there. But, by the way, if you were to then decode the meaning behind these, you'll find that actually these were pointing to Christ and the way to, and the way to salvation. So later on, Solomon comes and says, you know what? This infrastructure, which now was uh, in forms of uh, curtains and, uh, and, and more like a tent, he says, no, 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 I want to make it into a real building, right? And uh, make it all magnificent and everything. So it became the temple, right? But keep that imagery in mind. The elements of the temple had a spiritual meaning. And uh, these were more like shadows. And the reality being Christ and the plan of salvation being the unfolding of the meaning of those elements. Now, having that in mind, friends, we come to the New Testament. And in the New Testament, uh, we find that uh, Christ becomes the fulfillment of all of that. And we also find that Christ becomes our high priest. Mm. Not only does he become the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, right, uh, which was uh, very 
important in the sanctuary service in the Old Testament or in the temple service in the Old Testament, Christ embodies all of that. That's important to have uh, 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 as a background. Before we read this text, then everything will finally come together. Uh, so, uh, we come to uh, uh, verses, um, this is uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 2. And I believe this will help us uh, tie everything together. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11 to, we'll probably read all the way to uh, 12, and then maybe we must skip to 17, uh, 13, 17. So let's read this, and then everything I believe will then uh, come together. So here's, here it is, Ephesians 2, starting from verse 11. The Bible says, therefore, I'm going to read a bit quicker. Therefore, remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, who are called and circumcised, uncircumcision, but what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands, that at the time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near uh, by the blood of Christ. Now, notice if we come now to, uh, we'll continue reading verse 14. For he himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the uh, enmity, that is the law of, of condom, commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, right? So God is bringing both all people of all uh, ethnicities unto one, thus making peace, verse 16, and that he himself reconciled them both to God in one body through the cross, this is key, through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity, and he came and preached peace to you who were afar off and, th- and to those who were uh, near. Uh, and so this word, through the cross, through the cross, this is important because it is through the cross that all people are, are, are becoming one. And it is through the cross, I wish we had time, but in Romans eleven nineteen to 20, it is through the cross that we all find our citizenship. And furthermore, it is uh, through the cross that we become part of the body of Christ. And it is through the cross, once again, that uh, uh, we become uh, holy uh, temples, if I could put it that way. And if you want to read this, you can read, um, uh, verses, uh, 21 to 22, which says, in him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple. And here he's talking about us. We, the people become the temple, the building of which Christ wants to dwell. Uh, and, uh, the Holy Spirit dwells within us. Uh, and so, uh, when we understand, when we want to understand the temple in New Testament times, we have to understand that uh, the temple which Christ is building is us now. And so uh, if we want to understand um, the significance of the temple today, we have to understand the significance of every single individual Christian being built up by Christ through the work of the Holy Spirit to become a spiritual temple for Christ. So our focus is no longer on the literal physical temple to be built in Israel, but rather our focus is on what Christ is doing in our heart, in our lives. Yes, we could also look into heaven where he's ministering as our great high priest. Uh, if he's, uh, Hebrews chapter 7, Hebrews chapter 9, where Christ is our great high priest. He's ministering in the original copy, right? In the original sanctuary, uh, the uh, one that was given to Moses as a pattern to follow when he built a, uh, a copy uh, of the real here on earth. But, do not miss this. In the uh, last minute that we have, do not miss this. 
the temple in New Testament, according to First Peter chapter two, verse four to seven, is us. That is where I'll leave it. Thank you. Mm. <clears throat> hey, thank you very much for that, Fabiana. So, really fascinating what you've shared there. Essentially, what you're sharing there is that uh, all of us can be accepted into relationship with God mm. through Jesus Christ. Uh, and uh, that he wants to reside within us. Correct. Previously, he resided within a, a temple yes. of four walls, yes. uh, and only some could enter in. Mm. But now, through Jesus, yes. um, we can come close and near to God. Indeed, so much so that he yes. wants to live within us Amen. as his Amen. temple. And, and together, in peace. Previously, mm. we were divided, yes. and uh, even talks about hostility. Uh, but he can, th- by Christ, can yes. bring together through Jesus, yes. Messiah, bring together that which was once hostile, bring them mm. together in harmony and in, at peace as one. I think there's, there's a wonderful message in that, don't you think, yes. uh, Pastor Fabiano, with regards Co- to to the conflict in Palestine yes. uh, between you know, uh, the Palestinians and uh, the Israelis there in yes. Gaza. Correct. Um, you know, it's it seems to me that uh, that there is a hope for bringing the two and yes. making them one yes. through Messiah. Amen. Yes, yes who, for sure. Who, of course, was promised to come through Abraham, and Abraham was the father of both the Ishmaelites <laughs> exactly. as well, as, of course, of the Israelites. Amen, yes. Yeah, and so there is hope in Jesus. And, and Abraham believed in the uh, prophecy of Genesis 3.15 mm. that, that there will be one, one to come, yes. the Redeemer of mankind, the Messiah. Yes, mm. yes. So, so wonderful hope that we have uh, in the one who was to come to unite humanity together, but not mm. just with each other. Yes. Because, of course, that's a bit fraught at times, but to reunite us together with God. Amen. And that's our eternal hope. Well, what a great place to have ended there. Yes. Uh, I hope everyone will want to be a part of God's temple, uh, built up together as one family, as one temple in God. Mm. All right. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much, Pastor Fabiano. And uh, thank you, dear listeners. And uh, we'll look forward to having you join us next time as we explore these questions together again. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. 